We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pirate fan! You gotta have more hope than that! Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All righty, on the line right now is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls are brought to you by Old Spice Men have skin, too. It is the Boxer and Gerson guest line. What's up, Ross? How you doing, man? Ross. I am doing fantastic. I hope you guys are doing great. Tiny, great article in the local local paper, man. I loved it. Oh, thank you. What article? Thank you very much. I'll tell you later. Wow, Ross, you got to tell us. What article? Oh, he got a whole feature about Tiny still loves talking sports and the Reading... uh, with the main Reading beat writer. Oh my goodness! I okay. I love Ross. Thank you, yeah. Ross. Wow. Oh, thank, thank you, Ross. I appreciate that. Um, I don't think Tiny. I don't. I mean, uh, Guru. I don't know if he mentioned you at all. I don't, I, I'm a tender bet. My name wasn't in there. Unfortunately, Ross. they did have to put the show name in one time. Uh, but I told them not to do it till the end. Um, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Hey, uh, listen, let me ask you this first, because all season long, uh, from the start of it, it's 49ers, Eagles, Cowboys. Um, they were a jumble, and then the 49ers. What? What? Let's just start wow. with the Eagles. What happened? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I do a uh, minute social media thing every morning called the Ross Report, talking about the Eagles. And I literally, that was my report this morning, what happened. And the answer is, guys, I have no idea. Um, Man. The only thing I do know is that everything changed after the Niners game. If you think about it, going into that game, not only were they 10-1, and but I think the four games before that, I might be off here, but I think the four games before that, they had beaten the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Chiefs, and the Bills. I mean... So the Eagles were 10-1, and they had four really impressive wins in a row. And what struck me about the Niners game, if you guys remember, the Eagles actually dominated the first quarter. The Niners had like two, three and out. The Eagles controlled the ball and went all the way up and down the field, but they had to settle for two field goals. And then whatever the final score was, 44-6 or whatever crazy score was, but I don't know, man. They, they were not the same team after that. It was it was like it was like the 49ers stole their soul. I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, you know, I, I don't know if they lost confidence or what, and they played Dallas the next week. And I thought against the Niners, they had just run out of gas. It was a tough stretch. They had played Buffalo in overtime the week before. You know, the Niners were coming off, you know, extra time after Thanksgiving or whatever. So I thought, okay. 
but they never, they kind of never got their groove back. You know, they got beat down by the Cowboys the next week, then they lost a close one to Seattle. The only game they won after that was Tommy DeVito on Christmas against the Giants. It, it's, I, I don't know, I think I used the expression that they lost their stinger. Um, they objectively were not a well-coached team down the stretch. I mean, defensively, they were a mess. Offensively, they couldn't pick up the blitz. It was absolutely stunning because I really thought Eagles, Cowboys, and Niners clearly the three best teams and also really believed that they would uh, that it would probably be the Eagles and the Niners in the NFC Championship game again, and I was looking forward to it. Yeah, so was I, Ross. I got to tell you this. I think I told you, you know I root for Dallas. I'm a Cowboy fan, man, and I still will never forget this game for the rest of my life against the Packers. And I'm having problems processing the Packers doing or having the same success because I believe that was a mon monumental, complete failure from Dan Quinn to McCarthy to Dak, that there's no way. And Green Bay's a good story. I love love. But you're not going to come here Saturday and, I believe, have success on the ground or, better yet, stopping this Niner offense. Am I wrong to look at it that way? Yeah, so first of all, you know, because a lot of people are talking about which collapse is worse, the Cowboys or the Eagles. The answer is definitely the Eagles. Oh, The Cowboys, anything can happen in a one-game scenario, right? Like you said, I mean, Dan Quinn, I had Greg Cosell on the Ross Tucker football podcast this morning, NFL Films legend, and he said that Dan Quinn basically totally changed the Cowboys he defense. He did. Game. He did. They, they, they were a single-high, middle-of-the-field safety, man-to-man -man team, almost the whole year, and he decided that Gilmore hadn't been quite as good and Deron Bland isn't great in man-to-man -man coverage. Oh. He kind of guesses a lot. So they basically went from playing the most single-high middle-of-field safety man-to-man -man coverage of any team all year, and they went away from it, and they got torched, and they had communication issues and stuff. So I bring it up just to say, like, it was a really bad loss for the Cowboys. It was terrible. We know all that, right? But anything can happen in a one-game scenario. I mean, I was I was surprised the Texans destroyed the uh, the Browns like that. I mean, anything can happen in these one-game situations. The Eagles was like a two-month thing. Yeah, I right. mean, they, they couldn't right. fix it. Um, I will say the Packers are so young that it's like they don't know any better. They're young, they're talented, they're fresh. Love is uh, a star. And so that gives them a chance. But, no, I, I don't think the Niners will make the same mistake. I don't think – I mean, the the three key people for the Cowboys being – well, I'll say four. I'll say Dak, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, and Micah Parsons. Oh, no, there you go. All had bad games at the same time. Wow. I mean – it's kind of remarkable. That's, I, I don't think that's going to happen to the Niners. You know, I, I think they are refreshed, ready to go. And I'd like to think if you're the Niners, and maybe it doesn't make a difference, but I'd like to think, man, now they should really be licking their chops, right, about, about the possibilities for them. You know, the NFC 
looks like it would be a heck of a lot easier for them now. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Ross Tucker joining us on 95.7 The Game. He's our Odyssey NFL insider. You can hear him also on the Ross Tucker podcast. Um, let, let me ask you this. You know how you know we, we watch every 49er game out here, but we don't watch everybody else. What What's the biggest difference between the Packers team that started three and six and the Packers team that's won seven of nine? Uh, well, when they were three and six, they're so young, guys. I mean, they've got, you know, all of their – I've never seen anything like it. All of their receivers and tight ends are in their first or second year. It's probably too late now, but if you're in the buying stock, you should have bought stock in the Packers because they're they're going up the next few years. So I think what happened is earlier in the year, they had guys making rookie mistakes or young mistakes. They had guys not necessarily always on the same page with Jordan Love. Because of the youth and inexperience, they were not good on defense. They're still not great on defense, although they now have had back-to-back good games against the Bears and the Cowboys on that side of the ball. But the biggest thing, I think, is, you know, Jordan Love has kind of settled in. He made his mistakes the first half of the year. They all made their mistakes, really, the first half of the year. And they've been much better since then. Ross, you played this game, and Stani and I were were batting this around earlier, but uh, Packers' Devontae Wyatt, he made some comments about, you know, getting pressure on to uh, Brock Purdy. He'll, he's always throwing off or it's behind them or, or short or overthrown, and maybe they could get a turnover. I mean, I know the Cinderella story is Green Bay, but if you're a Packer teammate, do you like this? Or do you think if you're Brock Purdy, you're like, Who? And that'll just add fuel to the fire for the Niners to go out and kick their ass more. Yeah, I, 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 you do not do this mm. if you're Deontay. You, you just do not do it. You don't do anything like this. It's insane to me that they would ever do. And by the way, Brock Purdy's awesome. He's been awesome since he first started. You know, I, if the Niners win the Super Bowl, which is very possible. Mm. That will be my biggest uh, – that will be the thing I'm happiest for. I'll be happy for my guy, check. I'll be happy for some other guys on the team I know. I'll be really happy that people will have to just acknowledge that Purdy is good and stop saying it's, it's the system. Because, by the way, if that's what we're going to say, well, then let's say that for every quarterback – that's in a system like it. So two is only good because Mike McDaniel. Stafford's only good for Sean McVay. DJ Stroud's only good because of Bobby Slowick. And even though Johnson's not from that tree, the Lions remind me a lot of a Shanahan type offense. Mm. So so uh Jared Goff's only good because of Ben Johnson, right? I mean, what what are we doing here? It's obviously not just because of that. Did you see Darnold play? In the last game, did you see that what happened when Trey Lance was out there? It, it's the system absolutely helps, but you need look. It's like this, right? Like they have a great orchestra. You still need the maestro. You still need the guy that can get everybody, you know, that can get everybody on the same page and have it running smoothly. Brock Purdy is the maestro. Ross Tucker joining us on ninety-five-seven. The game. Let me ask you about motivation in the NFL. 
um, and maybe rah-rah. How many head coaches, how much time do they spend on wondering if, is it a coach's job to motivate an NFL player or does a coach assume that an NFL player will motivate himself and it's up to him to simply adhere to a game plan? That's a great question. And I would say the answer is both or yes to both. In my opinion, as a former player, it is a former it's a player's job to make sure they are prepared, they are ready to go, they are motivated. This is professional football. You're getting paid. You should be very mm. motivated because you're trying to provide financial security for your family. I mean, if that doesn't motivate you, then uh, I, I don't know how you get motivated, right? However, I will say I have seen scenarios, I've seen situations where some coaches are better than others. Do they have to, Steiny? Is it their job? No. Does it help if they're good at it? Absolutely. My rookie year, Marty Schottenheimer, I mean, I can't tell you how many speeches he gave or even the start of training camp where the hair on the back of my neck would stand up and I would have headbutted any dude in that room as he was talking, okay? The next year, we had Steve Spurrier and Spurrier started training camp with the opening speech saying, man, I went to 12 of these here training camps when I was a player and, you know, I don't remember one good thing we ever got out of it, but Mr. Snyder wants us to be here, so let's try to get something done. It was the opposite. It was the anti-motivation. It was like it was like losing your stinger. <laughs> Ross, let me ask you this. I love it, man. I, I'm so confident in saying the Niners are going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl, but I'm being selfish. I want a rematch. Only because Baltimore did something on Christmas I didn't think they were going to do as I sat down and watched that game. I want Baltimore, San Francisco in the Super Bowl in Vegas, but then I think of Josh Allen. I think of Patrick Mahomes. So I'm asking you, do you think Baltimore is better than those two teams? Um, I do think, I do think Baltimore is better than Kansas City. Mm. And Buffalo, I do, but I'll believe the Chiefs aren't in it when I see it. Now, wow. I don't think the Chiefs are going to go to Buffalo and win, and then go to Baltimore and win. That that would that would be really really impressive, yeah. especially since Mahomes never had to play a road playoff game. But it's unbelievable, guys. I mean, the first year that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, the worst year they've had together on offense, it's the best defense they've ever had. Number two in the league in scoring, number two in the league in yards per game allowed. And so that defense gives Mahomes and Andy Reid a chance to still win, even if they're not great. I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, I think they'll probably beat the Bills because the Bills are just so beat up. Wow. And the Bills have so much pressure on them to finally beat the Chiefs, to not lose in the divisional round at home again. I kind of like the Chiefs in that game. 
Hey, Ross, thank you as always, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you, buddy. Hey, anytime I get a chance to talk with a documented superstar like you. I'm going to find that article. Yeah. Yeah, he, Guru will never get through the paywall. I, Thank I, you, everybody would have known that I, never, the article was never, written about me, Ross. This guy comes in and doesn't even mention it. He'll never Guru, get, let me, Guru, reach out to me. I'll give you my login. For okay, the play. there we go. There we go. All right, baby. Ross. All Thanks right. a lot, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.